So some of you guys remember that I had shared about starting um, to clean houses, like it was back in October, and it was totally new for me, and, and I just, I needed a job, I needed some, a little bit more income to make, and um, <clears throat> so I, it was just supernatural how everything happened back then. I was like, well, what do I want? I want to make 15 bucks an hour at least, which is so low now that I look back, but and God just met me where I was at, and he gave me, um, he, I, I, I found a job where I was a subcontractor, and I was making, making way more than 15 bucks an hour. But about a month into it, I was like, you know what, I think I could get my own clients in my own neighborhood, and I don't have to travel. And so I put myself out on Facebook, and um, long story short, I just like, I would just envision my clients coming to me. Like, I would just be like, what would that feel like to just have people, like, want me to clean their house? And in no time, I had my schedule completely filled. And so that was in October. In November, I started getting my own clients. And then in January, my calendar is, like, my schedule is completely full. And I'm going, okay, I have to, like, I have to move away from the other company. I just... I want to move on and build my, comp build my own company. But I was like, how am I going to do that? Because when I signed, I actually signed a contract. And in the contract, it said that I'm supposed to commit to at least a year with those clients. And I was like, oh, dang on it. I want to move on. Like, I want to, you know, I wanted to stay in my area and, and continue to build my business. And, but I knew I had to tell them. I knew I wanted to, that this is what I needed to do. And... I, um, I just wasn't sure how I was, how I was going to do this. I just didn't want conflict. And I started getting worked up about it, like, how am I going to do this? This is impossible. Then I just stopped myself and I said, no, it is possible. Like, what would it feel like to just walk away from that situation with no conflict and peacefully? And so instead of worrying, I just allowed myself to feel that and, and to just feel the peace. And then, actually, um, I texted the owner, and I said, hey, I want to talk with you. And, of course, I was still having the chitters, but I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to choose. Like, I'm going to choose. I can, either way, worry is feeling, too, so I might as well feel good. And so she picks up the phone when we decided that we're going to um, talk at a certain time. So I called her, and she picks up the phone, and I tell her kind of what I'm up to. And she goes, oh, okay. That's fine. That's that's totally fine. We'll miss you. You're a great cleaner, um, but I'm pretty sure you're going to do well in your business. So she basically just like blessed me in my business. I mean, it was so crazy. I was speechless there for a moment. I was like, "What? She's just going to let me off the hook like this? Like, is it that easy?" Um, and she even said she was like, "When when do you want your last day to be? Tomorrow?" Which was last, which was Friday. It was Thursday night that we talked, and then she was like, do you want Friday to be your last day? And I'm sa I said, well, I can finish out, you know, the rest of the month. But I just got off that phone call just, like, amazed, like, in awe. Like, is it that easy? Is it really that easy? And I'm just convinced it is. And it just, it brought so much joy to me because all my life I've wanted to be a business owner. I've wanted to do something, but I just never knew what. And, I, and it always looked overwhelming to me. Um, 
because I'm very analytical and I think I have to see the whole, know the whole thing, you know, before I start into something. And that's just give me courage to go, you know what, whatever problem I come up against, I can just go, what do I want this to be? I can either worry over here or I can create my reality over here. And I just, it just works. And it's, it's just exciting. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. It's fun, isn't it? And it really is. I've set before you life and death. Choose. Isn't that amazing? We get to choose. It's really, oh, I know, I get myself in trouble, but all right. You want another good one? Thanks, Esther. Appreciate that. Okay, so this is, this is kind of a fun one, and Alexandra, I think you're watching. So, um, And she, she wrote a really thorough testimony, which is awesome, and she, let, she gave me permission to kind of pick and choose just, because, just for time. But um, in September... She's, uh, she took a job in the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. And so uh, she took a teaching job, and basically they changed the deal on her. And so um, overworking her, you know, four times the work that she was promised, and uh, same pay, even though she was doing all these other things. And, and so kind of, uh, kind of the same thing, Esther, like, I'm in this position, now what do I do, right? And so she had shared just, uh, uh, said, I heard you say in, a, in an email that, You've got a prayer group, et cetera, that you can shoot in an email and, and we'll pray with you. And so anyway, what, what was great is uh, she said, we, we, we listen to your services. <clears throat> There's a little group of us that watch from the UAE. And, and uh, um, so that was September 18. So we're almost four months to the day, right? Pretty close. But she sent me this uh, January 15, so not quite. So basically, I emailed her back. And just said, what do you want? Just like that. I said, what do you want? What do you really want? And, uh, and really drill down into this thing. I find most people have never done this. They really don't. Even though you hear it all the time. In fact, uh, I won't ask for hands, but a year ago, almost to the day now, I said, hey, you know what? You guys can change everything about your life. God's designed you in a way where you can freely receive everything. And, uh, and I would write it down and put it somewhere where you can see it, whether it's in your phone, where you can see it every day, and then look at it every day. And I won't ask for a show of hands, but I bet it's a very small number of people that have actually done that. And that's nothing. It says, whenever you're ready to do it, you can, you can choose. And it says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And so if you keep postponing what you really want in your life, it just you, you start to fade, right? It starts to get angry and gross. And don't you, I hate that. I hate that feeling of not life. It's, it's the lack of life. So anyway... So I just said, hey, what do you really want? And so we just put together a simple prayer, and she's done it. Now, let me just share this with you. This is pretty cool. So I kind of set the background where she was in this, this job that was burning her out fast and uh, really in the natural no way out. So I said, I needed encouragement. I heard, I, saw, I heard you say on YouTube one morning, if you need prayer, you can reach out. I thought to myself, I know he knows the truth, or at least part of it. <laughs> That's funny to me. So... Uh, Hey, even part, part is better than none, right? So I can at least be encouraged by his prayer. So I emailed you in my tirade of distress, and you replied in a simple email about how to pray and what I was believing, and which I had done previously, except really not the deciding part. So really, she's like, I don't really know. That's the number one decision you guys could make tonight, next couple of days, is like, what? If you could receive any result you desire, what do I want my life to look like? 
What is, what is, you can design it. This is what's so crazy, is you're not letting life happen to you anymore. And so at first she says, um, uh, what she really wanted initially, she didn't really know. So she said, I started to picture you reading my testimony because I knew then something good happened to me. I'm like, that's, that's a great start, actually. That's actually really wise, right? And so uh, she said, then a recruiter sent me an invitation to apply for this stupidly amazing position. That sounds like something I would say. So, um, and I asked my husband, should I even apply for this? It doesn't even seem real. He said, why not? So I did, despite the fact that it was a several-paid questionnaire. But in my prayer meditation at this stage, I had learned about the emotional connection, and I began seeing it and playing that conversation in my head the way I wanted it to go, as if it already did. That's what you were saying with us, too, Esther. You just saw when you're talking to your, your boss, this is how the conversation is going to go, right? And you could feel it, yeah. So you're playing that over in your mind, going, wouldn't that be awesome if they just go, you know what, you're free. You can do whatever you want. We, we're excited for you. So... I was understanding the energy and quantum physics behind the scriptures and sending, uh, and the increased energy levels. And thanks to Mike bringing to my attention the what, I started to meditate on really what I wanted. I forced myself to really hone in on what I wanted. I went through a lot of jobs, listings, things before. Um, so I wanted to work less and be stress-free. I wanted to earn more money and enjoy my work. I wanted to be valued in, in my work. So this was my focus, my joy. I saw myself having leisure time to do things I enjoy. I saw people asking me for my opinion and advice. I saw myself feeling well financially. I played this conversation in my mind after school that went something like, that today was just awesome. It was so much fun at work. I'm really looking forward to learning how to do X and X. Then, uh, too good to be true, that's when the too good to be true uh, job application came in with 200 applicants that were more qualified than me in a lot of ways. <clears throat> so I applied anyway. I focused on the things I wanted. More time, more money, more engagement with my non-work-like activities, finished projects. I saw myself painting pictures, reading more books, being valued in my career, working less. Tra no, this is a good one for all you guys to do. Traveling in business class everywhere I go. And by the way, ever since this has happened, five flights so far. And if you've never done it, just telling you, it's way better, isn't it? She knows when I fly coach, I'm like crying. And I'm not really a prima donna, but I kind of am when I travel, aren't I? <laughs> Jeez. It's just, it's kind of like that, what you said, Esther. If we can choose, then why not choose the good stuff, right? If we truly can choose. So anyway, I think that's... That right there would be a testimony. Hey, I decided I'm going to fly business class wherever I go over the rest of my life, and she's gotten five business class trips paid for now. How hot is that? Now, so they fly her out. It's this really wealthy family. That's basically a private school for their kids. And uh, they fly her out to interview with just a couple people. And so by the time she's done interviewing in person, they're going, just tell us what you want. We want to hire you. And she goes, no, I still have to wait. I got to go home and talk to my husband because I want to make sure everything I wanted is exactly how I wanted it. Now, that's cool, isn't it? So I go home. My husband's like, duh, what are you waiting for? <laughs> she goes, I'm going to make this offer outrageous. I honestly felt really excited um, by the fact that, uh, let's see, I honestly felt real excited Oh, I, there were two other offers, but they weren't exactly what I wanted. One was I was going to earn more, but the other was not work less. She wanted to earn more and work less, right? <clears throat> so 
I wanted to, now, guys, see if this is a job that you could do. I wanted to work half a day for only half the year. I want six annual flights paid for me business class anywhere I want to go. Each time I, I take my vacation, I want two to four weeks off at the time. Imagine going into your boss doing this. <laughs> the salary requirement I gave was higher than any of I've ever had to date, and I've been a professional in my field for 22 years and been in high leadership positions. I added, I want my housing paid for. I gave them some conditions that I would only come uh, if you currently change some things how it was being organized. So a day and a half goes by, my husband says, maybe we asked for too much. He says, I told you I'll get the offer. The email comes in and the contract's attached. I had, I had, I had my husband read it. First of all, they, told, they, they said, we didn't think what you did is even possible. And the other two candidates were Harvard and Yale graduates. You're the only one I know that, that can do the things you're doing. They gave me more salary and more benefits than I even asked for. I've been here since January 7, 2020, and every day I wake up, I get to go to work, and while I'm at work on my way home from work, although it's not really work, it's getting paid to do what I wanted to do, I'm in a state of total bliss. My view at work is a beach. Can we show those pictures, Jeff? So, my new home overlooks the ocean, which you can see from every room in my house, including the bedroom and bathroom. I get to look at it four and a, four and a half hours a day while I'm enjoying the beach view at work. So her... the. Now, this is kind of cool, too. If you have time for one more quick one. Um, so when I arrived, I wanted a house on the sea desperately. If you're in paradise, I want to fully enjoy it. So I was shopping around, calling and looking at places, and nothing was what I saw in my mind a month back when I accepted the job. <clears throat> I saw myself on a big patio overlooking the sea. I felt the breeze blowing, the tiles under my feet, my hands on the railing. I saw myself rolling my yoga mat out on the, with the sea as my companion, but I, was, I wasn't finding anything. I was even told by one of the realtors that I was looking, what I was looking for didn't, doesn't exist unless you're worth this much money. I knew already in my heart that my view was here, and I didn't let go of it emotionally, although I did honestly feel disappointment a few times. <clears throat> so I got to my resort and saw the villa that was for rent, and it was close to my experience, but not 100%, what she was envisioning. I just took a stab and asked the guy if there was another, and he said, I actually do. And when I entered, I knew I had already seen the tiles. I had already seen the railing. I had already seen that breeze and that view. I really got emotional. I knew I had to get it and really wanted to rent it as I was supposed to come the day before. But, oh, no, I really had to get it. So I pressed her, her current boss to, to give her her salary quickly. The next day when I met the owner, he said, a guy came after you and said he really wanted to rent it and was supposed to come the day before, but he got tied up. I felt like saying, you bet he got tied up. <laughs> The power of my God worked it all out for me. I'm going to attach a few pics, but not too many to avoid jeopardizing confidentiality. I apologize if this was long, but the process is really important to understand. Figure out what's really important to you. Take the time to see. Use your mind to see and your heart to feel. Don't let it go and don't give up. I'll follow this email with round two in the very near future. Thanks, Mike. Freedom Ministries, everything you do. is that cool? Not bad, huh? That's pretty good, actually. Isn't that good? Yeah. Next time you go into your interview. <laughs> All things are possible, are they not? Yes. All things are possible. If Jesus was applying for that interview, could he get whatever he wanted? Then you can get whatever you want because you're one. That's what I'm trying to get across to you guys. That was the, this amazing, too-good-to-be-true message of Jesus, wasn't it? So we'll, we're going to just stay on this. We'll do it one more week. Because I really want you to get this. And people all over 
uh, are getting this. And uh, by the way, that's what this is all about. Some of you guys didn't know. So two things I want to share with you. Um, last week, the first week I did it, I, I used to love um, home improvement when tool time, when he would wear those sweatshirts from people all over the world. And there's people all over the world right now, like this was from UAE initially. I go, I would, I'll wear your shirt if you send me one and tell you who you are. And, and I said, because I love that stuff. I love unique t-shirts. Wherever I go, I want like, no, where's like the, the locals? Where do they hang out? That's, that's what I want. I want that cool shirt. Like, where is that? So last week, uh, Christy Pavelko Bales sent me the West Virginia cow tipping team. But I'm wearing yours, Golden Flame Wings, tonight because we're going there for the fight afterwards, right? So if you want to send it in, I'll even pay for it if it's cool. You can email me, info at freedomministries.org. I just think it's a fun story to see where everybody is around the world. So, XL. XL. Yeah, send me something. As long as it's not X-rated, which I know you wouldn't send me that, but somebody else will. Some of my friends would, for sure. So don't. I'm not going to wear it, okay? No raunch. Yeah. A little bit's okay, but not... <laughs> Tasteful raunchy. Yeah. No, I, I, I get enough grief. I can't. Hey, you preach God's love, man, and you're going to get grief like you can't believe. It's unbelievable. All the people that know the book. Jeez. Can you just relax a little bit and just let him love you? Wow. That would be so easy if you did that, wouldn't it? So, anyway. All right, let's go. You guys ready? Because I really want you to get this. The only reason I'm doing this is I want you to honestly get it. I want this to be the year you change everything. I mean, you've seen, uh, you've seen so many of these great testimonies, like Esther and, and Chris, you said that. I'm like, I've seen, I've seen him go from multiple times a month, his income, what it used to be, or his annual income is to his month now in a short period of time. That'd be good, wouldn't it, for you guys? I've seen so many healing testimonies, and that's why we're sharing all these. I've got, I've got more, but I have to spread them out, honestly, cause just for time. As people are sending them in all the time. So anyway, just know this. There's nothing special about any of them that you can't do because you're the same. You're the same. It's, there's one body. There's one spirit. And, and uh, all of you have the same ability. So, and it's this beautiful thing called prayer. And so I just want to go through this, if we can hit that first slide quickly. So the testimony I just shared, that's pretty good imagination, isn't it? And a couple of weeks ago, we're like, hey, what if I want this house on 35 acres, but I don't necessarily have the money? That doesn't matter because all things are possible. Isn't that cool? That's pretty cool. And I just love that one. I think that's bold, man, to ask for six paid business class trips a year, two to four weeks at a time. That's awesome. Isn't it? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to do that to myself. So... <clears throat> All of us desire peace of mind. There's all, every one of you has something you desire, whether it's more health, more life, more, more intimacy in your marriage, more, I don't really know what it is, but there's, and all that is is God trying to fulfill himself through you. He's nothing but life. And so that desire in you is just him trying to express life through you because he can do nothing but more life, right? So if there's something you desire, he placed it there. And it's, it's not even the, as, as we look at the love code and different things, what's really fascinating is if that actually happened to you, like Esther was saying, if I, how would I feel to have this? What you're really after is that emotion because that's what makes us feel good. Our body doesn't feel good when we have anger, worry, stress. We just don't feel good, which causes the disease and that's this endless cycle. So what's really amazing is if you can start feeling that way now, 
not only are you going to get everything you had, but you feel good too. Everything that's attached to that emotion is going to come. Does that make any kind of sense to you guys? So <clears throat> we all want something more, whether it's security, abundance, um, more intimacy. I just want to feel valued. I, like some of the things she's there, and it's like, it's really good. It's, it's really awesome. Um, same thing with Esther. It's like, I've always wanted my own business, and now it's just coming to pass. Almost effortlessly, isn't it? Yeah, so she said if, if she continues to grow at this pace, she's, she's got two more to work already, right? Do you advertise publicly? You just all came to you. Yeah. Yeah, she put it out twice on Facebook, got more work. Now she's going to have to hire somebody. Isn't that cool? I love it. Then you franchise yourself, and, and you'll take Barbara and I to a Yankees game. <laughs> like my friend said, if that happens, I'm going to buy you a Ferrari. So... Uh, it's like, I don't really want a Ferrari, but uh, I guess I'd take it. Um, I really don't. Uh, like, what am I going to do with a Ferrari in Colorado? So, I don't know if you guys are car I'm not really the car guy, am I? So, but so whatever. So, anyway. Because religion has separated God from man, and I'm going to come with the Lord's Prayer here in a second. Um, we have this idea that God's outside of us, don't we? And I get a lot of your emails, and it's so, it's, when you're in it, I get the distress, I get the torment, I get the, oh, it just feels terrible, I understand that. And a lot of them have the same themes, like, I've asked God five times today, and it still hasn't happened. Like, they use that verbiage, even. And it's so clear when you're on the outside, I understand it's not clear to you when you're in the middle of it, so I'm not trying to diminish that at all. What I'm trying to show you is what prayer actually is. It's within, but I think it's because of this religion that God's somehow outside, and that, that English word ask, where it says ask. And you, so here's what I'd, I'd really love you to do. Every time you see that ask, get rid of this idea that I'm asking God to see if I can have something, and he might give it to me. That is not what that means at all. It says, it literally, when you understand it, that Greek word, ohito, even though Strong says it's like asking a question, it's not that. Has he already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness? Yes, so anything you could ever desire, all of these things, it's already yours. He's already freely given to you. That's what a joint heir is. Follow me? When he says, you've already received this inheritance. Well, how, much is, how big is that inheritance? Whatever it is, whatever you want. That's really what, that, the whole idea. Is he's already given you everything. So the word ask is not asking him, Lord, can I have this? And See, that gets rid of all the weird stuff you've ever learned about prayer. Like, well, he's got to trust you with this before he can give you this and Baloney, You're, all these testimonies defy all of that, right? The, the prodigal son is the same thing. He's like, he just went to Vegas and got really stupid. And he comes back and he goes, come in the house. Everything's still yours, right? He's trying to convince that the prodigal son of who the father's heart. That's why it should be the father's heart. And then you still got the Old Testament guys outside the house refusing to come in and enjoy life. They both had a misunderstanding of who the father is. So if I've freely given you everything, then the real question is how do we receive it? That's what, we're, that's what prayer, this beautiful thing called prayer is all about. And so we're not begging this distant God because it just wears you out and then we get it with all these weird theologies about prayer and sometimes you got to pray this long and, and then you got to tongue it because that's the perfect prayer because the devil can't hear you. Um, all these weird things I've heard, I'm like, this is just ridiculous, guys. This is ridiculous. If, if, my, if my kids... Um, 
Actually, a better analogy is my wife. She's my wife. So does she own everything I own? Yes. Would I make her speak in an unknown language so the devil can't hear me so I can give it to her? Who came up with that? Sorry. I just, I got, it doesn't fit my brain. Sorry. And like, and if a child can do it, No, they, they don't have to know all the verses and everything else. It, it's an impossibility to me. Sorry, I'm not trying to... It's just simpler than that, kind of what Esther was saying. It's an easier deal. So here's Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, this is what Brad Jerzak and I go over a lot, believe that you have received it. It's aorist tense. It's, we don't really understand it in English, but the easiest way to describe it is past tense. Like, I already have it. So when she, we're going, Alexandra, what do you want? believe you already have it. So what she did is pictured me sharing her testimony because that means she already had it. Follow me? That's actually a really wise way to pray is just see herself like, wow, you're going to share this testimony to the world and, and then I'm going to have this amazing thing come. To sh- so believe that you already have it. So if you already have it, really the, the whole idea of prayer is our hearts and minds, the, the kingdoms within. I've been covering all of that, so I don't want to be redundant, but all of these ideas share the exact same thing. It's within. It's a heart issue. It's, everything happens in the secret place of the Most High. What you do within, the world's going to see without. Don't be, don't be like the heathens who think their words and they're asking me a hundred times a day if they can have something is going to work because it's not. It's going to leave you frustrated. The kingdom doesn't come with observation, meaning it's spiritual. The spiritual controls the physical. Are you guys with me on all that? It's, yeah. It really means to lay claim to what you already have. Yeah, no, in Greek, there's just, yeah. Right. And then you will. Exactly. No, actually, in the original Greek, it's actually pretty easy. It's like, and that's why I love it. It's like, hey, but in English, we sound like ass, so we get these ideas like, ask God again if it didn't work. Ask him again. And then they use the example of the, um, the unjust ruler, right? The unjust judge. Said, Look at this lady wore him out. She, she just kept pestering him, right? We, call it, we have a word for that. Nag, exactly right. So I've heard lots of people teach, like, keep pestering God. And he's like, he's saying, no, I'm not like the unjust judge. And what he's saying is the unjust judge, just like, even him, if, like, he's going to, Relent eventually, and you're going to get it. And he's like, I'm not like that. I hear you the first time, and I've already given you everything before you've asked. He's not like the unjust judge. Does that make sense? But his point is, even, it even works with an unjust judge. How's that? So what Chris was saying is, the aorist tense is, I already have it. So if I already have it, then where do I spend time? Not worrying if God's going to fulfill my prayer. What am I going to do? Celebrate. Celebrate. Exactly right. Celebrate. As if I already have it. That's why Philippians 4 says, don't be anxious about how many things? Nothing. Paul's all. That's why I always like, Paul leaves no gray ever when he teaches. I know your Bible school teachers like to tell you he does, but Paul's all's, man. It's all, 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 every, 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 everywhere, everything, above, below, beneath, everybody's in, um, all, isn't it? 
all the time. <laughs> Paul's like abundant, you know, when he talks about giving, he's like, I will make all grace abound to you. So you have everything all the time, overflowing, enough for yourself and to give. That's who I am. Is there any gray in that? No, there's nothing in there, right? He's, he's trying to, without a shadow of a doubt. So, so here's what, if you already have it, here's the secret of prayer, really. See yourself mentally and emotionally in possession of your desire. The physical result you desire absolutely conforms to the field you're creating with your heart and mind. This is Joe Dispenza on steroids. It's, I'll show a little clip from him next week. Was just, it's spot on, just for time. I don't want to do it tonight, but it's, this is the stuff I love. It, physics and quantum physics is actually confirming scripture, not against it. It's, it's actually a beautiful thing to me. So, and it's just simple. It's, the physical has to conform to the spiritual. So whatever you do with your heart and mind is exactly what you're going to get, which is why he answers prayer all the time. So the work is in here, right? And that really the, the challenge is just, what do I want? And can I close my eyes to the five physical senses and trust what I do in here will change everything I see without? That's prayer, right? If we really knew, just lay hold of what's already yours, like Chris was saying, as if you already have it mentally and emotionally get involved in it, in your mind and heart. And the fastest way, guys, is right before you go to sleep and right when you wake up. You can do it throughout the day, all the time, but it's just the physics of it is really fascinating to me. You just go through this theta thing. Now, people who are really good at meditation, yogis, all these guys, which most of you guys don't have the time to do that, nor I don't want to do that. So I, I, I do the cliff note version. Um, right before I go to sleep and right before I go to bed because you can do it in five minutes versus an hour. Follow me? And if you fall asleep in it, you actually wake up feeling pretty good. In fact, most of the time, I'm up at three or four in the morning just pumped. Going, this kind of sucks. I actually want to sleep more. Um, <laughs> honestly, so I go do my thing and I usually jump back in bed. So <clears throat> anyway, you're creating your, with your heart. It's a spiritual law, guys. It works like nobody's business. The Father has been giving us this beautiful gift called prayer. Now, here's the, here's the thing. Just like in the parable of the sower, you don't have to know how it's going to happen. That's where we all get bogged down, right? You can just run wild. The earth brings forth fruit of itself, just like the mustard seed knows. Ex the mustard seed has everything attached to it to make the mustard plant. Just as if you plant a... a Corn seed, it knows exactly what to do to make a corn stalk with ears of corn, multiplication. Whatever you hold in your heart will multiply, whether it's good or bad. That's the challenge, right? Therefore, choose life. That's his whole thing. So anyway, everything required for the mustard tree is already in the mustard seeds. That makes sense to you? All right. Let's, uh, so the Lord's Prayer. So here's the, here's the disciples' questions. Lord, teach us how to pray. Do you think he taught them how to pray? Yeah, I think he probably did, didn't he? So... But we've got this weird thing of God separate from us so we don't understand it. So let's just go through this a minute. So he's, he's going, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues in the corners of the streets. Why? So people can see him. And he says, they already have the reward. People saw him. They felt good about themselves. Look at me. I know how to pray, right? But you, when you pray, enter into the closet, means nobody can see you, what's done in secret, where he says, I'm going to meet you in the secret place. Do you see how all the scriptures fit together? I'm going to meet you between the cherubim in the secret place of the Most High. Where was that? In, into the temple system, it was the Ark of the Covenant between the cherubim. 
Then the amazing revelation of the New Testament. Oh, by the way, all those Old Testament scriptures are about you because you're the tabernacle of skin where I dwell. So between the cherubim face-to-face, because the cherubim are face-to-face, is your, is your divinity within. It's your heart and mind. You guys good with all that? I'll meet you between the cherubim, which is your cerebrum, right? I don't dwell in tabernacles made of hands, meaning he doesn't dwell here. Where does he dwell? You, where he, he birthed you in your womb. You weren't made out of hands. Got it? Okay. So they have the reward. But you, when you pray, go into the secret place, shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Meaning what you do in here is what's going to affect out here. It's not words. It's not words. It's in here. Got it? So, all right. But when you pray, don't use vain repetitions. Don't go, I've prayed this many times and I thought for sure it's going to happen. I woke up and it's still me. I'm just paraphrasing a lot of your emails, okay? Um, They're not heard for their much speaking. You can bombard them with 100 prayers a day, but if you don't change this, it doesn't work. You guys got it? The minute you do change this, it's unlimited, though. Like, if you can really just use your, your heart and mind to go, what would I really want? All of you want something, don't you? Even if it's just peace of mind, start seeing yourself as peace of mind. And the things that used to stress you will just go away. It's pretty cool, right? So don't be like them. Your father knows the things you need of. Before you ask him, lay hold of him, right? Lay hold of this. This is the thing. After this manner, therefore pray. So he's teaching how to pray. Our father, which what? Our father, which art in heaven. Immediately, where does your brain go? Outside of yourself, Right? How, haven't we all done that? Also, let's say the Lord's Prayer. Everybody gets stoic. Our Father. Let's do it. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You get nothing out of that. Except you look religious. So you've already received your reward, right? If your heart doesn't change, you got nothing out of that. But he's telling you how to pray. I'm just, I'm just going to show you this. Our Father, which art in heaven, Hallowed. Does anybody know what hallowed means? Holy. Holy, sanctified, set apart. Hallowed be what? The surname. He's the name above all names. So I'm a Popovich, right? You're a Robinson. There's a name above that name that all of you are birthed from, is what he's saying. You're a family member. Holy is the name. Now this, makes, this is going to make a lot of sense to you in a second. Holy, there's a name that's set apart that's above every other name. That's who your family surname is. Holy be the name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So a father, is the, where's the father? If we're just going to take this. The father which art in heaven. All right. I should have done this, but for time. John 14. Okay, I'll finish this up quickly. I'm just going to read John 14. I should have given you a slide, but... All right. So do we believe the Father's in heaven? All right. So if Jesus is dwelling in heaven, or if the Father's in heaven, now the question is, where's heaven? To the Jew, it's easy. It's, well, it's, where, it's the temple, right? To a Christian, they don't understand any of this, so they, don't, they miss the scripture. 
The new heaven and the new earth is you, the new tabernacle where God meets man. The new heaven is the old, the old heaven. You've always been it, right? But let me read John 14 just to clarify it for you. So this is one of Baxter's favorite verses, John 14, 20. But he says this, um, uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have also known my Father. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip says to him, Lord, show us the Father. And he kind of gets after him a little bit. Jesus said, have, what is wrong with you boys? I'm going to paraphrase this. What is wrong with you boys? You've been with me this much time and you still don't know me, Philip? If you've seen me, you've seen who? The Father. Believe not that I am in the Father. Okay, Jesus is where I'm in, the Father. It's the same preposition, N, just the, the Father, which N heaven is in heaven. It's a preposition showing in where something is, right? <clears throat> if you don't believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me, the words I speak unto you speak not myself, but the Father dwells in me. He does the works. This is the secret of the kingdom right there. He's like, I just plant it in my heart. The unlimited power of God, the Father does the works. You don't have to know how this is going to work, guys. You just plant it in your heart. The Father will bring forth exactly what's best for you. Truly, truly, verily, verily, or in Greek it says, amen, amen. I add one for good measure. I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall also do. And greater works than these shall I do because I go unto my Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, surname, surname. He's teaching them how to pray. Once you get that you're a family member, you can ask for anything the family owns. That's how it worked in the Jewish mind. Got it? Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Are there any limits there? That will I do. The earth's going to bring forth its fruit by itself, guys. He's going to do it for us, right? That will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my surname, I'm using surname so, just so you get it. If you shall ask anything in my surname, I will do it. And that ask is, you lay hold of anything and believe you've already received it in here, knowing that you already own it as a joint heir, it'll bring forth by itself. The, the power of God says, the, the power in you, the Father in you will do it. Is that cool? So when you realize it's the power of God himself doing it for you, you start relaxing about how it's going to happen. He has ways we don't know. And I like that, don't we? So, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. In the Son, if you shall ask anything in knowing you're a family member, and a good example of where people really get it, I go, let's say you're struggling financially. I shared this last week, I think, and then somehow they rearrange the birth certificates and they go, oh, by the way, you probably didn't know this, but your real surname is Gates of the Bill and Cynthia Gates Foundation. And we've just given you a checking account with a billion dollars in it. And you can write anything in the name. It's a good way to think about it. Does that make sense? Would your stress about finances go away a little bit? Wait, are you kidding me? Mom and dad, why didn't you tell me? Hey, legalists, why didn't you tell anybody this good news? Why have you been t taking it from them? Right? So Jesus said, everybody who's come before me has stolen from you what was already yours. Isn't that amazing? The ones that have come before me are the thieves. Woo. I will pray the Father. He shall give you another comforter, and he will tabernacle with you forever. 
This is the spirit of truth. What do we call that spirit? The holy, the, the sanctified, holy, hallowed, right? In that day, ugh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, <laughs> gets excited about that stuff. The spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it can't see him. Oh, come on. You saying, I'm not saying, Paul's saying, John's saying in this case, I'm sorry. Because, it's, because it can't see him nor knows him. It's the secret place, guys. Don't be like the, the, parable, the, like the Pharisees who think they're going to be heard of their prayer because they pray a lot, right? It's within. Because the world can't see him, neither knows him, but he's in them. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. When's the second coming? Hmm. He already came. Interesting. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you shall see me because I will, I will, because I live, ye also shall live. In that day, what day? When he sends the comforter, is what he's saying, right? In that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I'm in you. So Jesus dwells, the Father dwells where? In heaven. And then Jesus is saying, and by the way, you shall know that I'm in the Father and you're in me. So wherever heaven is, it has to be where? Does it not? The tabernacle not made with hands. Isn't that awesome? In that day when I send you, then you go into John 16, and he says, listen, you haven't asked any name in the, you haven't asked anything yet in the Bill and Cynthia Gates Foundation's name. But now that you know you're a family member, you carry my name, you shall ask anything in my name, and what's in me is going to do it so that you can be full of joy. Hallelujah. You getting this? He's teaching you how to pray in the Lord's Prayer, but we miss it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I don't believe anything that I'm praying for right now. I'm begging God because I think he's up there. <laughs> Does this help you? I'm trying to make it really simple for you guys. He actually tells them how to pray. What you do in heaven, where's heaven? Well, it's where, it's where the Father dwells. And Jesus says, we're in Jesus. And Jesus is in the Father. So heaven's got to be somewhere in here. Doesn't it? The Jews get this. We don't get it. That's, I don't know how people think they can understand New Testament scriptures without a Jewish background. I really don't. I just think they're going to be a mess. And not that you have to go know it. See, here's what's amazing. He goes, listen, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, every, every, every skin suit, every tabernacle of skin. He poured his spirit out. And that spirit is not one of fear. It's one of Abba, Daddy. You mean you're my dad? You mean Bill Gates is my dad? <laughs> Yankees, here we come. Come on, Bill. Fork this thing over. Let's do something fun with this money. <laughs> right? I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to show you what it, what it meant to them. You mean to tell me he's my dad? Up until now, you haven't asked anything in my name because you didn't know how you were even a son. It got Jesus crucified. Right? 
But he goes, in that day when I send my spirit, you're going to realize you're a son. Now when you realize you're, a, you're surnamed God, whatever God's name is, what's God's name, by the way? It's fascinating. I am. So I am what? When Moses goes, hey, somebody's going to ask, because everybody's used to physical gods that we can see, moon gods and all these things. We can't see you. So when they ask, who, who sent you? What is his answer? I am that I am. Whatever you do in heaven is what you're going to be. That's his name. That's what, that's what you have. So if it's just as easy to choose something of life as it is to choose death. So please choose life from this day forward, right? Start to see and feel as if you already have it, and you will be that. I am that I am. You guys get it? That's my name. That's your name. Well, hallelujah. Now it gets easy. I don't have to do it. The Father within doeth the works is what he's trying to say. Oh, I hope you're getting this. All right, let's go to the next slide. Mm. Got to hurry so we can go to the fight. <laughs> Jesus tells them how the prayer works in the Lord's Prayer, but we miss it because we don't understand it. So if he's your father, then it makes you a son and daughter. That's the first big key here, right? Holy smokes. Go read John 10. That got Jesus crucified. You calling yourself a son make yourself co-equal with the father. And then Jesus goes, oh, by the way, your own law says, ye are Elohims, why are you getting mad at me just because I called you a son? And scripture can't be broken. It's Jesus. He said, what's the big deal? Your own book says you are Elohims. I'm just saying I'm a son. Yeah, but that makes you co-equal to the Father. See, we don't get that. But to a Jew, that means a lot. If, if the, and I'm going to use that analogy again. If the Bill and Cynthia Gates Foundation all of a sudden is your surname, and they go, by the way, we've given you a checkbook, you stop worrying about finances, don't you? And he goes, my name's above all names. I'm going to teach you how to pray. You have the holy, sanctified, hallowed name. That's your surname. You're a son and daughter. Everything I have is yours. How does it work? Whatever you see here is what you're going to experience out. So see here good things. Right? Don't be anxious about anything is what Philippians 4 says. But your union, your peace of God, your shalom, your union with God will guard your hearts and minds. Don't look at anything here as this thing that's not, it's changeable. What you do in the spirit, what you do in heaven is exactly what's going to happen on earth. Follow me? So if you want something to change, change this. Change what you think and feel. Because this, the physical has to conform what you do in heaven. That's what he says. The father which sees secretly will reward you openly and he'll doeth the work for you. All the scriptures are the same, actually. They all tell you the exact same message. They're just coming at it from a thousand angles. So the only way you can miss it is in Bible school. I can't tell you. I mean, I, I went, we went through this little Bible school and like, I'm more confused now than, and I, wow. Because it's written on your heart. It's written on your heart. He goes, I'm going to write, I'm going to pour out my spirit and it's not going to be written in ink because the letter will kill you. The spirit gives life. You're going to get it inside. You're going to get it in here. So the little kids could do it. Amen. Oh, the, so first thing is you're, he's a father. That makes you a son and daughter, which a joint heir of everything. The father's in heaven. Where's heaven? We think it's up here, right? Our father, which art in heaven, sounds really holy. You're gonna, you've already been rewarded that you look good and you got honorary elder at the church, whatever. So look at that holy man. He really wants to come to the fight tonight, but he can't. <laughs> Poor guy. So... 
So I just went through all this for you. So the mystery that's been hidden for ages is the anointing is in you. You carry the anointing of Jesus. Everything's attracted to Jesus is attracted to what? You. Hallelujah. My good-looking skin suit tabernacled wife right there. So, so if this mystery that he's in us, then heaven has to be by default. I just went through this. Where? In. It's in here. <laughs> He's, my name is holy. It's set apart. It's special. It's the Bill Gates Foundation. When he sends the Holy Spirit, John 6, I just quoted it. In that day, when I send the Holy Spirit, you're going to go, oh my God. When you, and some of you guys are going to get it tonight is when you finally get the name. Like, hallowed be my name. When he sends the Holy Spirit, you're going to realize what's always been true about you, that the anointed one's within you, and he's your dad. It's not a spirit of fear. It's power, love, and a sound mind. Not a mixed up mind. A power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. Not, a, not, it's so simple. A truly loving husband and father, how would he treat his wife and kids? That's God. Any other revelation of who you think God is or the Bible clearly says is not that. Just telling you, it's not. Got to put my accent in there for all you guys at Dallas Seminary. So, <clears throat> you will realize you can pray in his name. You're surnamed, you're a son. Got it? And you can call him dad. Mm. Here's how the kingdom works. Whatever you believe in here will be done on earth. What is done in the secret place will be open physically. You guys got it? Okay, let's stop. I'm not gonna, I got some more, but I'm gonna stop. Just because, like, you can get to your feet. Oh, this is so good to me. Oh, let me just remind you of two things. So I love this. I wrote this down. The purpose is to show you that the anointed one is within you so you can really have any desire you have. Ask anything in my name, and the Father which is in heaven will do it for you, which is in here, right? So, and I said, I, I quoted this last week. It says, most people are totally unaware of the creative power within, and they bow before the dictate of facts, so they tell me their reality. This is what's happening to me. Well, let's change it then. That's the whole point of this, right? Don't tell me what's happening. I feel the need I have to tell you. Stop, because you're identifying with that. Follow me? You're going, I am this. Mm. Mm. No, you're not. We sang about it tonight. As he is in this world, so are you. That's the real truth about you. The fallen mind's going, well, here's the reality, right? Go within. What's in here, what you do within here is it will turn any situation around in your life. So they bow before the dictates of facts and accept what they perceive with their senses. When you discover the creative power within, the anointed ones in you, you will, act, you will boldly assert the supremacy of your imagination and put all things in subjection to it. I just want to share, this is a great reminder. So this was Dr. Greg Braden, the medicineless hospital, right? Where the, we, you watch the tumor go away, etc. So I think this is powerful. I wrote some notes about the righteous man and, and all that, but I'm not going to. And if we look at that, even in James, where it says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man. Remember I've taught about that? Effectual and fervent, most people are like, mm! like, Hemorrhoid in and out, right? Trying to pray. You've already gotten your reward. <laughs> you got a headache and something. I don't know. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, I remember when we were, when we, first time we were trying to get, they were like, uh, we're <laughs> they're like, just believe and receive. And I'm like, I'm trying to believe. And I'm sure the father's going, look at this knucklehead. He's from Iowa. Cut him some slack. Serbian. What? 
no, I know exactly right. Like, <laughs> come on. Jesus is going, Father, come on, really? He doesn't need a Melvin right now. He doesn't know what a Melvin is. It's a total guy thing. It's a lot of fun for guys. But my wife's like, what are you doing? So, oh, we used to take the elastic and bring it above the head. And it's, and we had great fun in it, but I'm sure the guy we were doing it to didn't think so. So, Lord, I asked for forgiveness, but it sure was fun. So, we'll teach you spoons someday, right? So, what you, that's how you initiate rugby players. It's a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> Jeez. It's so stupid fun. Anyway. Um, it's, it's totally a man thing. I don't, I don't, it's just fun. Ladies, we're just, we're men. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, James. Like, Jim, we're, we're men. Like, we're dumb and dirty and stupid and think cow tipping's fun and stuff like that. Just like, so maybe, maybe my wife should have like a, a Hallmark movie night when we do fight nights or something. Maybe ladies would like that, but, Right? That's how our hours works. She's like, where are you? I'm watching a Hallmark movie. What are you doing? Oh, I'm watching the fight, man. It's just, oh, look at this guy. He's like half his face falling off. We think it's awesome. So, oh, look at that. It's like a car wreck. You got to look at it, right? So, all right. So the medicineless hospital, let's get back. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's super fun. So, all right. So this is key, I think. So here's, so he interviewed the, Dr. Greg Braden's interviewing the people, right? Who were doing the medicineless hospital. In, in China. And they, here's his notes. The physical simply mirrors what we create with our hearts and minds. Isn't that what we just, what's done in heaven will be done on earth, right? They didn't visualize the tumor dissolving. They weren't trying to heal it. They weren't asking God to heal it. <clears throat> they didn't judge the tumor as right or bad. I rebuke you, devil, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Um, they simply chose a new possibility. They knew the language of prayer. The diagnosis is true in that moment. There was a tumor on her, I think it was her kidney, no, not her kidney, her bladder or something, it's irrelevant. So they weren't going, that's not real. No, it was real, right? They're going, yeah, she's got a tumor. We can see it with with, uh, the ultrasound. What they did is they felt the feeling in their heart, uh, not just a thought or asking the condition to change or asking God to change it. They knew, they felt the feeling as if she was already fully healed. They knew that the field generated by their hearts, the matter must conform to it. They basically created a new thing. Hey, we're going to see her as completely whole, feel her as already whole, knowing that the physical absolutely has to conform with the spirit here, what we create with our hearts and minds. The feeling of gratitude and appreciation as if she was already healed occurred. They knew the physical absolutely, I'm just quoting now, must conform to the field they're creating with their hearts and minds. And you guys saw it just go away. That's so exciting when you understand that. You don't have to know how it works. They don't know how it works, right? They're not, medic- they're not doctors, but they're pretty good at it, aren't they? So what do you want? Do you dare to believe you have it even though you can't see it right now? That's the, that's the key. Does that make sense? And in the beginning, it's going to seem like it's a million miles away. Alexandra, when she first called me, distressed, as she said, my distressed tirade. <laughs> Four months later, how's that? She goes, I, I, I have to admit, I got a little disappointed every now and then. But I went back to, no, I see myself there until she could start to feel the emotion bubble up. So if you want something really simple, It's just as you're going to bed, it's something like this. Thank you, Father. 
It feels so good that I have this. And just, just meditate on that. Just repeat that. Thank you, Father, that I have this. It feels so good that I already have this. And you see what you, your answered prayer is if it's already done. You get mentally and emotionally attached to it. Does that, that help you guys? So if you already have it, then experience it in your heart and mind as if you already have it. So be living it. As, like she did. She said, I saw you reading my testimony. Now, did it come to pass? It came to pass. Isn't that cool? I saw the, the, the testimony about the 35 acres in the house. I saw us looking at the mountains through our, our office and our bedroom. And it, you guys, heard, I read it to you. It feels so wonderful to have this. It feels so wonderful. They just repeated that over and over and over. Not worrying how it's going to come to pass. The Father within, he doeth the works. Get it? So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We just thank you that people get this. That they truly can choose life. We just thank you for the testimonies of the people's lives that are changing, whether it's relationships they want to heal. They can simply start pouring love on the relationship, on the person that they're dealing with, on the, the, the person they have animosity with. Jesus says, love your enemies. Start loving them. Start praying for them. Seeing that relationship is already whole and healed. Not trying to fix them. Not asking God to change them. They're changing what they have in their heart and minds, so the physical absolutely must change. Father, we thank you that it's that simple, that you've given us an inheritance, this beautiful thing, and you really did teach us how to play, pray when we've missed it. But I promise we're going to get it. We're going to be sons that you've always wanted, just to walk in this pure love of who you are. So we just thank you. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. If you want to give, you can give. Thank you for all you guys that are giving online. There's, there's buckets up here. Um, and we just thank you for that. Amen.